why All my life, I've been grinding all my life Look, I got everything I said I was gonna get On my kid, in addition to that fact I went legit Alright, you know that was nifty Everybody right, know he's right, right, right. But I think all you city girls out there can relate to this mm -hmm. Given this collection is a city girls collection So, all about hustling Where we're from, being DMV Jackson being from Brooklyn. Why did I forget what I was from? <laughs> Are you okay? Let's be on episode three. Welcome yes. to episode Welcome. three of yes. Speak Garage. And so we're your hosts, Nadia Sasso. And Sahak Shimpetev. And on this episode, like we promised you, the third episode of every collection, we bring you someone from the community, the culture, someone who embodies the theme that and the collection that we're speaking to. So we're going to have one of our favorite city girls. Right. And but first we gotta let them know that we both moved to LA. Oh yes. So yes. we live in LA now. Yes. Sorry, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Forget that. <laughs> right, right. So we We're moved to Angels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nipsey's house. Yes. Um, so that's why we was like, nah, we've been grinding Nipsey's, you know, Marathon continues, right. icon. And we had to have somebody from the LA, LA, yeah, Compton. Right. On there. <laughs> On here, yes. Cause I mean, LA is part of our story, man. Mm -hmm. Like we Started from DC, then we went to some other places. Wish I remember now. And now we're in LA, and we're still grinding. Right, this right, hustle right. is real. Uh, oh, every day. Yes, yeah. every day. Sis. Yes. Um, and this person that I like, we're about to bring on. I absolutely love her. Her father was an icon, Skeeter Rabbit, LA icon. Uh, created uh, crumping. Dancing, dance with Michael Jackson, but was a triple OG. Um, so we have his lovely daughter, who's also an OG on our show. So we're kind of excited. Yeah, she's coming on through Zoom. She's not yes. in the studio with us. But I'm telling you, all you city girls out there, you will love it. Yeah. You will love her story. You will be, you will have, you will be going home with gems. You'll be listening to gems, processing it, and I think you'll definitely be inspired. Right, right. Hey, Samia. Is Samia there? Um, let me make sure she's there. Um, let me turn We are about you. Okay. She's just. Um, so one thing about, I guess we should talk about how we got to LA. Oh yeah. So yeah, how did we get to LA? I first I came to LA first in 2011, actually. Right outside, of, right out of college, fresh from Bucknell University, I was working for, man, that's when the hustle really started. Because <laughs> I was working for, I came here to work for Nielsen. Mm -hmm. Nielsen had a major turnover, so then I went to work for Disney. I met this dope executive, back executive, who was like, you think you're doing it big because you work for Disney? She was a VP. No, no, no. But what she said was some real, this is some real city girl shit, right? right? She, I believe she was from New York, but... I had a one-on-one -on -one with her and informational, and I was asking her for advice. Like, I wanted to, like, grow with the company. And she was like, what do you want to do? I said, create content, different things. She was like, well, first of all, you do you have any, you know, you're from the city. Just because you have this good job, are you, st you still have to hustle. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you mean I still have to hustle? Like, I'm at Disney. She was like, no. Because if they say fuck you tomorrow, then you have fuck you money. That's what, oh! Your mommy said that too. I was like, whoa. You know, so then after that, I was like, she's right. So I was at Disney, then I was working at the Gap at the Grove at okay. night. And then when the Gap would act up sometimes, and I went and got a job at Macy's overnight. So I would work two to three jobs at a time and do hair. Mm -hmm. um, and then I ended up leaving for grad school and now coming back, and the hustle still continues. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So how'd you get that way? Um, on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> 
here with one suitcase on a plane. Um, and um, I was 25 at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, but at that point, mom, you know, I was like checking and moving and moving around. So um, I was just like, I think in October of, no, like a week before October, I was like, mom, I think I'm going to move to LA. She was like, well, if you want to move, just move because you just like, and I was like, and everybody was like, I didn't want to tell anybody because, you know, people think you're crazy just up That's and through. Yeah. You don't got no job lined up. Before that, I was doing branding. So I was already in media. And I literally moved with one suitcase and I probably had $800 in my bank account. And I um, didn't really know much about LA. I've been to LA one time and to visit my cousin who at the time was managing a huge multi-million dollar artist so i had like the la glam experience when i got here i didn't have the real nitty-gritty la right. experience and so when i moved i was like like got an airbnb in Reseda, and then i was looking on craigslist for a permanent place and ended up in mid-city Oh, yeah. yeah. And I live in this city. Yeah, and then, you know, everything is green, grass, and, you know, yeah. and, and Brooklyn, you know what the hood looks like. You know what the right. projects look like. You know, and what LA, I, I find it hard to figure out the hood. Sometimes. Exactly, because it's all greenery. And yeah, you, it's like, you gotta wait till the lights go out. Because yeah. <laughs> then the real hood comes out. Right, right, right. <laughs> so then, I'll find, so I, like, had a friend who grew up with us here and I lived here and she was finishing up law school and she was like oh well another mutual friend that we grew up with she she's like I think she's an entertainment I'm not sure blah blah she connected me through email and I was fortunate to get a job like a less than a month of just being in LA mm -hmm. and ever since then in the industry just just grinding but yeah I've had some LA experiences my place got raided by accident Guns and all. Well, that's another yeah. story for another day. Yeah. Ghetto, and I still feel like I should still sue the other. Yeah, that's why we said mid city. I was like, who? <laughs> I got robbed last Christmas in um, mid city. See? So see? someone broke into my house. Please. And the DC in me, I was like, oh, okay. I'm my laptop. I know where it's pinging. I'm gonna run up on these foes. And I was like, Nadia, you have a daughter. You have responsibility. And, and, you know, and this is not your hood. You don't know these foes. So we yeah, a transplant move. here. Yeah. yeah, you just move. Just move. <laughs> just move. <laughs> But that's believe I did go around that corner. <laughs> <laughs> Just peeking, they went like this. Every time the ping, I called 911. They was over me. I was like, oh, y'all irritate me. I'm irritate you. But that's another thing. They don't come out. You call yeah, them, you get a busy signal. So it's like, you got to hear. I see why you got to handle stuff like the yeah. streets out yeah. here. Because the LAPD yeah. ain't for you. No, they're not. No. No. So, okay. Now we're going to get a different perspective. You've been given our perspective of LA. Yeah, how we got here. But Samia, she was born and raised. Yes, so let's welcome our nice, lovely, amazing, beautiful guest, yeah. Samia, who's an LA native, a mother, entrepreneur, a fashion stylist. She has a new company called Asan, a holistic healer, doula. Yeah. You do it all, girl. What's up? What's up? Hi. Hey, thank you for having me. How are you doing? First, yeah. let's do a mental check-in. Yeah. Because we had, like, we riding. We had Nipsey on. So let's do a mental check-in. How yeah. are you? Okay. Yeah. Mm, I guess managing. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's all I can do at this moment. And, like, managing myself to kind of just be in now more than ever. Like, I can't be, obviously, because I'm a mom, I'm, like, 
15 steps ahead all the time. But I think after this year, I need to just like, I need to live a little. I need to laugh. I need to like loosen up just a little bit, you know? Like, I feel like, I don't know. I've just been feeling really uptight. It's hard being a mama. It's funny. It's I was doing some with Carrie yesterday, and she's a mom, LA native too. And she was like, "My, I want to go out. Like people think moms don't want to have fun." She was like, "I want to turn up. I'm gonna get ratchet. Like, come on. like we need to just. Sometimes we need to just like let it out, you know? Because otherwise, you're just like, okay, I need to do this here, and I need to put this here. Yeah. And from the moment you wake up until the moment you go to sleep, so. Um, I've been feeling a little bit of that. I've been feeling very blessed. Um, I've been feeling very grounded in the frequencies and the vibrations that are going on. So I can kind of figure out how I'm going to move this next year. I've been fucking tired. (laughs) That is real. That is real. And needing like a Korean spa moment. I'm like, damn. Are you sure they're not letting anybody into the spas? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Let's let the essential workers. Yes, yes. So, I'm good. How are y'all? How are y'all doing? Yeah, we being black girls. This way. <laughs> so, about being black. Yeah, right. Surviving, managing. Um, I would say trying to put self-care into the forefront. Um, oh, yeah. What you're saying, especially as a fellow mom, we tend to put everybody else first and not knowing that we can't even really help anyone if we're not taking care of ourselves. So reminding, it doesn't come second nature to me, so reminding myself of that every day, like wake up, self-care. Nadia, how are you? Right. Check-in, <laughs> mental check-in, physical check-in, spiritual yeah. check-in. That's how Take the kids it. or, yeah, just, like, boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So boundaries have been know, super I important. A little bit when I was introducing you about your, your, your staple L.A., your dad was a staple L.A., triple O tree, you know, all <laughs> that. So about your L.A. upbringing. And okay. A fellow city girl, yourself, right. all the gems, the lessons, the fun, what? Give us, the, like, give us who Samir is. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, yeah, where do I start? Um, I mean, you guys kind of get the energy of L.A. It's not a one-note city, is it? You know, even, like, when you drive around, each neighborhood is its own zone, and you feel that vibe. Um, so I feel like being born and raised in this city, you are, like, the chameleon who might need to just calm down a little bit sometimes (laughs) because you're constantly changing and going and flowing and like trying to keep up with the energy that's being brought here you know people want to be something people want to create things people want to change things people want to experience something new when they come here so I grew up being around that energy all the time so I'm it's a trip. It's a lot. You know, it's heavy. It's deep. It's like, it's sometimes this place could be really dark and hard if you don't have a, have a strong grip and a good foundation of who you are. So I feel like being, 
born and raised here, it's like you have to learn all of that day one. <laughs> you're like going in circles, but you got to get a little bit more specific, right? Right. That we are, you know, in black culture, you know, sometimes what is the, the LA gives like high life, like they get to you make it right. like a lot of different things. So I think right. people want to know a little bit more, a little bit more detail as to what you're saying, you know, to give them a little well, bit more. I've, like for example, I um I don't know. I just so I'll tell you a story. Like so my dad, he my life was very much my dad's life. We we kind of lived symbiotically from the moment I can remember remembering. So he was a hustler. He was an OG. He was the best at anything he touched. He was the best fighter. He had the most guns. He could speak the most languages around the most people he knew. You know, he was the best dancer. Like, he taught himself how to read. So, all these things he instilled in me, like, nobody's going to hand you any of these things. And you have to be good at a number of things in order to make it in this world because you're a woman and because you're black you know like people are gonna he raised me knowing that people weren't gonna be like oh are you asian maybe now in 2021 where like being mixed race is like people like oh okay you know it's not a thing but when i was growing up it wasn't a thing like Mm -hmm. it was very rare so he raised me as like okay look you you need to survive you have to you always have to hustle mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. there are no there are no breaks if you want to look good if you want to feel good and and he was sober so he was never like getting drunk or like smoking out or you know he wanted to be the best and he felt like mind altering substances took him away from his bliss And so, like, as a black man raising a daughter in L.A. with no job, who probably completed eighth grade um, with a record, and, you know, we didn't really... I was thinking about it today, like, thinking about what we were going to talk about today and trying to, like, put it in perspective. And it's like, people in L.A., especially black folks in L.A., we don't have family. A lot of us don't have family. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of people, I realize, because, like, especially now with social media, I'm like, people are like, yeah, I learned this from my grandma. And, oh, look at my 90-year-old auntie. And, like, all this ins- generational and, and ancestral, familial, cultural, all of that. People fleed here. Mm-hmm. And when they got here, they just dispersed. Like, people are like, all right, I'm going to go and hustle over here, and I'm going to go and hustle over here, and I'll catch you on the back end, or I'll see you Christmas, but maybe not, you know? Whereas I feel like if you go to these other more rural towns, like, people stay together. And so we were kind of like wolves. (laughs) Like, kind of like my dad raised himself, and then my dad passed, and I felt like I raised myself. And so it's a bunch of black folks raising themselves wow. you know that's deep that's deep <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean and i i can see that the first thing you do when you get here especially even as a transplant 
is your friends and those close to you become your family and then you're like coordinating holiday dinners and you're doing so much and then you're like oh you got family here mm-hmm. it's like whoa right. it's like a it's a thing right so or when you just meet a native too you're like okay so where your folks stay at where is your entire family here like what does that look like so and people ask me that all the time and i like for their beautiful painted picture i'm like oh yeah dad lives here and grandma lives here you know but no i don't my family my one side of my family both of my family's from texas and some of them are in texas but most of them are gone you know most of them are not here because they i don't know the city life for black folks sometimes it can be super toxic you know I have family members who've had heart attacks from being on SHRM. I've had family members who died from AIDS. I've had family members who've died from suicide or who've died from being in the gang. Like, you know, you come here to to go live, really. Right. People come to LA and they're like, woo, people, you know, imagine. Or imagine you you're... Yeah, right. Like, exactly. You identity that is not of their own and it's like... No. But can we say that yeah. about in the city sometimes that happens too? New yeah. York. I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about DC, like, okay, a lot of people came from down south and yeah. or tried to maybe read, not necessarily in the yeah. entertainment industry, but look for something more lucrative. Right. Right. Of New York, more so than anything. Yeah. I think in New York, when you try to reinvent yourself, it, you could, like, break you. That's why a lot of people don't make it because it's like, one thing is like, you need to be who you are because all that fake and foolishness and it's full. That's your East Coast. They're not weak. Yeah, they're not weak. Yeah. Smell it's too small. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Right. Like, I'm going to say that. I think LA people talk like very like, ooh, like trying to massage everything. Mm. And I'm going to East Coast. I'm like, it's straight to the <laughs> Where are we going? Uh, Yes, like you <laughs> tell me something and I don't like it, you just still be, you know, cool the next day. That's what keeping it real is. Right? But you know, but you know, low key, like I feel like that's how I am. Right. You know, I feel like transplants come here and they see this like Hollywood way of communicating and Hollywood way of having friends and Hollywood way of having friendly or family or whatever you know it's like no i will kick it to you real because my dad would kick it to you real my grandma for show you know (laughs) i mean these people are from the south like doesn't mean they're just southerners in, in the city it's it was crazy you know so i feel like it's the transplants who don't know who they are who come here who don't know what hustle they they don't even have they just want to be a star and it's like you and everybody else so you're taking my parking spot yeah. either <laughs> hustle for it or go back to Milwaukee because I really want this house <laughs> and, you know like I mean I'm pretty sure you guys get frustrated like being from New York it's like yo like either it's you're gonna make it or not like you know what I mean stop like dilly dally. So talking about that, can you take us through some of your hustles Right. from, you know, how far back they go to now? I mean, I've cleaned houses. I've done people's recycling. I've um, stuffed shit in envelopes and licked them. <laughs> I mean, just like, you know, because, I mean, that was me trying to live that corporate life, like, 
that responsible life. Like, oh, you need to get a good job and go to school for marketing and do this and do that. And I'm like, in my soul, I mean, I did all those things, but in my soul, I knew it wasn't, you know, it wasn't right. It didn't feel right. So, um, what? I dropped out of college um, for photojournalism and psychology and philosophy in French what this is if you look at what I was majoring in you would be like um okay like <laughs> I was just having fun I'm like oh I want to learn that and that could be fun and um so when I did that I just I was a waitress I was a waitress for a large part of my life um I mean my adolescent like my 20s or whatever um and during that time was a big part of my soul searching I was still paying like it seems like once I lost my dad, all of the ancestral trauma came like bursting out like a fucking oh. geyser, you know? Yeah, it just, and it just, a lot of shit that I wasn't ready to deal with, a lot of, because, you know, to be quite honest, at that time, I was really mad at my family. Mm. I was just mad. I was just like, you know, it was... You know, colorism was pretty tough growing up, being mixed. And I just didn't want to be mixed, you know? And so, like, I don't even know how we got on that subject. But it was, it was, it was just, it's just tough. Like, when all that stuff bubbles up and when all that stuff comes out and you think you can come to these people... You know, and then they're shutting the door or they're doing whatever. Um, it's it's hard to deal with things. And so I just stopped everything. I just like my life kind of derailed and I started drinking. I started partying. I started I started experiencing the L.A. that my dad didn't want me to experience. Oh, wow. I just like I was just like, whatever. I'm I don't I really don't. Ooh, I really don't give a fuck right now. You know, like. I'm just gonna go for it. What? What were you doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I feel like LA too, and I wonder if you guys can attest to it. It's like a big part of making it in the city, or a big part of. Um, becoming the person you need stepping into your divine is like allowing yourself to go to those limits you know and really finding who you are bare bones I'm a bare bones I'm a I'm a cancer so I like to just strip it all out and go and look for another little thing to bury in so I feel like LA that's once you go bare bones LA she she then like like starts revealing little blessings like oh you like this oh and you're like after a while you're like oh I really dig LA it it the vibe is different right mm -hmm. so once I did that I just allowed the universe to just guide me mm -hmm. yeah something that I feel like black folks something that I feel like black women something that I feel like women especially or feminine energies especially don't do is just go off our intuition right like we're so we're so ready to like decolonize and 
F having this boss and I'm not trying to do this, but we won't like listen to our body, you know, and allow. So it wasn't until I did that, I was able to like, I worked on a farm after that. I quit my waitressing job and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to take my little water jug of tip money. (laughs) (laughs) Hop into my truck. (laughs) At the time I had a breathalyzer in my truck. (laughs) You know, but this is the thing, the hustle, you will do anything. You will do anything. So I'm like, fuck it. If this is, if this, if ancestors want me to do this, to be like, do you really want this life? I'm like, I will blow in this thing and drive for 10 hours with my big ass dog and my whole ass life behind me, you know, going 60 miles an hour in an 85 pickup truck on the freeway. (laughs) Part of it, like your journey to rewriting your narrative and self-love. So I feel like that is just a part of the journey, right? Like, you know, yeah. you have to get out of the city, right? And to rewrite the story of who you are becoming or who you want to be, like, you know. So that wasn't necessarily, like, a bad thing, putting your whole life in your truck with your dog. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just press and restart, like, and I think that happens to a lot of people, when they are from big cities, it's like sometimes you need to like restart, zone out, yeah, relocate, find yourself, yeah, center yourself, yeah, yeah you very center to do the inner work. And I think black people just don't have enough of the room because we are, I mean, we're over managing jobs, like, we're like, just a lot, yeah, yeah, it's a lot going on. You gotta look at TV and see, like, you're responsible for yourself, you're responsible for your family. Your first gen, like, yeah, you don't make it, nobody else makes it. Right. It's just so heavy. Right. It's so heavy. If you're right. a parent, that's a whole other thing. Right. Then you got to look at, like, oh, you know, the extra burden of what it means to be black in America. Right. Like, right. Just, but right. that's what's so beautiful about this. Oh, I'm saying that's what's beautiful about this. It's like sharing our stories because we all have stories of struggle, you know, in our past and showing like we can do this. If you can just find a way to literally block all of the shit out for however miles wide you need to in your protective circle, you can do it because it's all an illusion. This is all bullshit. (laughs) Keep us away from this. To be quite honest, all of this, all of the news stuff, all of just like remembering. I I deeply feel like, which is why it took so long for me to build a company to provide herbal medicine to people. For me to even it, because I feel like once we're able to just silence the noise, then you can see what you're doing on this planet, what type of business move, that and meditate. If you're able to silence and meditate, Mm. your spirits will tell you how to move and what choices to make. And you won't need to rely on any colonial, industrialized system, no fucking Google search, no no nothing. You're relying on self. So if anything, it's like teach, being an entrepreneur, being from the city, being a mother who doesn't know, who had no real example on how to mother, I know how to father, 
And my husband's like, can you just, and I'm like, I'm learning how to soften it up. Speaking of that, like your company that you have, can you tell us a little bit about it? I know it's a new holistic company. And how did you get that route being, I know LA is like, oh, near is the whatever, but you're not really, you're not born in a, you were raised in Compton, right? Yeah, yeah. So how did you make that journey to what you're doing now? Um... I mean, long story short, um, mental illness and um, emotional ancestral trauma runs really thick in my family. Um, I'm learning of generations of suicide on the black side of my family. So I don't even know what's happening on the Korean side, but at least here we're uncovering more and more, you know. So it's... um, so dealing with that, I had to, I took medication because people told me it's the responsible thing to do. And I was in the system and in the system, like there with people, like it was deep, you know, it was the saddest, it, this is, this is what's wrong with everybody, isn't it? You know, they literally sit you in a room. They're like, oh, you have this, this, and this. Okay, try these medication and, you know, see how that works. And you're literally like, it's pretty it's pretty sick. So having to have to deal with that and become like a legal dope fiend, that's what I felt like, you know. Each time I missed my medication or I missed my pill, I was like sweating and I had tremors. I like my and I'm in my early 20s, so my body's, like, breaking down, and I didn't, I didn't want that to be my story, I mean, so I decided, my dad used to always say to look at the source, so I just was like, damn, like, people in the 1700s and earlier were dealing with whole-ass hysteria, And indigenous people or earth people, um, we we were able to remedy that with teas and sweating and ceremonies. And they were ever able to remedy hysteria. I'm dealing with environmental, social, familial trauma. I'm pretty sure I can find a damn herb that will help me <laughs> get, get through this. You know, like I'm in my cozy ass house. Right. These people were in huts right. and dealing with foreign, like cerebral mental things that were happening and they were able to cure them. So I just quit all the shit. I was just like, fuck it, done. I'm done with everything, all of it, in the trash, shampoo, toothpaste, deodorant, all of it, fuck all of it. I'm done. Like, I smoke cigarettes. I was like, I'll take these. (laughs) I'm stressed. (laughs) But something, though, I was talking to my mom recently about... um, you know, there's a fine line between spirituality and mental health. Now, I'm not saying mental health is not an issue. But what I am saying, if we had stayed connected with our ancestors and things that were happening along our um, our lines of generation and, you know, and each generation was teaching the next, I think a lot of the things that we experience is that not knowing what our body is saying mm. or that comes naturally with us and mm. follows us and then it 
you know, we get diagnosed. And then it's like you seem crazy and you, you seem unreal. But it's crazy how once you center yourself, you um, remove all the distraction, you know, you do all these little things, it starts to make more sense mm-hmm. and you can find more holistic ways to deal with things. Right. Because I've been in, I won't say I don't know exactly what you're going through, that's not fair, but I have been the student who was like breaking down and the solution was, you know, depression is lady, you need meds. Right, right. And then it felt like, okay, I'm going to, like you said, legal drug dealers. I'm like, you don't feel better yet. <laughs> We're going to give you some more. <laughs> We're, you just need, you just need to up it, you know, 10 more milligrams, 30, 40. And I'm like, no, I didn't say I needed more. Like maybe me taking it is even the problem. So it's just, when you go back at it, it's like you're just at war sometimes with yourself because you're not understanding yourself because we're missing lines of communication from generations of ancestors. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's the sole problem. Don't quote me here, everyone. But it's not. <laughs> we're just, and this is, you know, this is all just brainstorming because I don't think we'll ever figure out the sole problem and the sole solution. We are complex beings. All we can do is just like continue to touch up on our experiences and like brainstorm. Like these are the notions that I was getting. I think 100%. I mean, so in that journey, I was, I mean, I'm still here. I haven't, I've birthed two natural babies. I, I don't go to the doctor. uh, Nothing's wrong with the doctors, but I didn't break anything. And I'm like breathing fine, you know, like I'm good. So I haven't taken a leave or Advil or because it's I've I've really tapped into that power within me to be like you know I'm I it's almost like I'm in triple what is it I was about to say triple A okay um, <laughs> AA I feel like my midwife was like just take an IV you probably I was like no I'm good oh. it'll be like taking it you know it's been twelve years since I've taken something that minuscule because I want to keep this clean because that's the only way I can hear if something isn't right is if it's clean yeah free of like extra I mean it's so much that goes into our food Mm -hmm. and our environment living in a city noise pollution toxicity like with behaviors and like it's so much the only thing you can control is what you do with your body like Mm -hmm. That's so, it. So much of being a woman, it's like I, we was told that like, our bodies are not ours. Mm. So then we like, like confused or like our the way we look and the way we talk, the way we operate is dictated by somebody else of what how they might like it, right? And then be on top of that, being a woman of color, I'm you, and like being a black woman, and even though you're kind of going to tell, yeah, right, right. So yeah. that is so much to you. You're definitely already doing the work and now you have this company that helps other women and men you help women and men yeah everyone you know i um at first this at first it was supposed to be just for me you know i didn't want to capitalize on anybody i'm not that's not you know um but then i i the, I mean, it's been almost 11 years now since I've been this way, and it's probably been like nine years since I've been thinking about it as something materialized where I can offer it to other people. Um, so it was a trauma-based healing, 
So, because that's what I specialize in, because that's all I knew is how I healed from my trauma or I'm healing from my trauma and I feel more clear-headed and level-minded. And But, of course, when I have my babies, I'm like, wait a minute. And then right after I, I gave birth, all those statistics started coming out of how many Black women are dying at the hands of these hospitals um, and Black babies not only in the U.S., but also in the U.K. So I realized, and just the lack of care that I had, you know, people are like, oh, my God, you're having a baby. Let me, what's your registry? And just, like, texting you, like, oh, let me see that bump. And as soon as you give birth, it's like crickets, <laughs> you know? Right, like, okay, I'm, I'm like, I need a break, like, at least five or six hours. No living is better than any attack. Yeah. The baby and you probably really need. So it's just time. You know, people, I think, are undervaluing the resource and the power of time. Most definitely. So I, I am feeling blessed that it's opened. I've opened things up to where I want to start at the source. And the source is our birthing people, our mothers, and our babies. If they are cared for and nurtured, if they are taking herbs from this transi great transitional experience, from this great ritual that we perform, we will start to create more harmonious, more loved, more nurtured, humans on this planet so then they can love and nurture this planet so we can be here for a little bit longer because uh, right. you know so i mean it kind of it just expanded from there i'm just listening i'm i'm a vessel i've realized that's my i guess entrepreneurial way or that's the way also that i found i can finesse LA and not let LA finesse me mm. you know, is for me my meditation is letting spirit or letting whoever be my vessel and tell me which way to move but when I was ignoring that and be like no I'm gonna do this and no I'm gonna do that I wasn't modeling I never got a job as a stylist like people have been saying no to me since I was 13 years old but but also on the flip side, people are like, oh, you are so beautiful. So I grew up with this really, and then I had so many like body dysmorphia. So you kind of grow up with all these, and it wasn't until I just like, you know, mm -hmm. till exactly. And then you restart, like you like we were talking about before. You're able to actually figure out who you are because. You know, it's like New York's a rat race, so is L.A. Everybody, you know, it's such a big space, so everybody's being creative here. And the only way you're going to make it is being authentic to your story. Right. Yeah. Right. Not to a false narrative that you bring. Right. And the truth is going to come out anyway. Right. right. The truth. Kind of low-key, right? Yeah. Always. And then it, it, it's like sometimes it waits for you to blow up, and then you get that shade room. <laughs> <laughs> like, put glass on the neighborhood tour. Yeah. Like, walk into a room, they're like, you! <laughs> 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 so, it comes out. Right. Like, just, it's just so encompassing, just like be yourself. But it's like, it is tricky, though. It is tricky. And it's tricky. Um, and having multiple hats. Mm -hmm. And being 
being able to do multiple things. I you notice in LA, like every, so many people are great at multiple things, but I'm a master of none. Like, you know, so it's like, it's a, just a tricky, narrow avenue. And if you don't have the emotional intelligence to tap in, emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. or mature, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. I notice you get a lot of, you meet a lot of people, especially in big cities that are like, oh, you are very immature. What happened? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both just stop. Like, you know, and that turned that marathon to a sprint. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like LA is so big that you you get to hide away and have those immature people. There's like an immature group and people who are allowed to still operate like this. It's so, it's, but I like it here and I think it's a great place for any anybody looking to discover self is because you can find your own peace and not see people for a minute and just think like I could just be in the home zone and just work on the home zone for a minute. I, in New York, I couldn't even go down to the bodega in like five, like a five minute trip without running into three people. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> then it's a conversation. Yeah, I'm like, goodbye. Like, oh, she's around her friend. Now she's selling her food stamps. Like, it's always a conversation. That's so true. Yeah, I would say that LA, because you can be secluded if you wanted to. Like, because, like, it's not really community when you are not from here. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. So you can literally mm-hmm. be in your house, in your mm-hmm. car, and not touch people. And that's something I miss about being living in New York is the touch mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and the checking. And and mm-hmm. I think with my friends, I like it's just a natural thing to check in with them, and they're like, mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get, especially for the LA folks. Yeah, kind of like why are you call so? Well, this is what I do. Right. Here, you have my top five. I'm like, what's yeah. going on? I'm like, hey, are you okay? Are you, you so, good? Just checking in. Right, your mental health. Yeah, you need that. See, I love that. Yeah. Like, I have, like, in my little group chat, one of us is going to the grocery store, and we're like, you know, it's a, it's a fight now in the pandemic to, like, make it out to the grocery store. So, you'd be like, I'm here now. Who needs what? Like, right. like I'll drop it off at the curb. Right. Come out, drop it off. You know? yeah. So, I think that's the kind of thing that you have to really fight for in a city in L.A., and living in L.A., you know. So, Definitely. Um, you touched a little bit about, like, uh, being a doula.
sometimes I get frustrated and I'm like, I feel like I would la- not lash out, but obviously lose my temper on my daughter because she's 13. Um, <laughs> um, kind of like how family would do it to me. And he was like, oh, you got to just break that chain. You got to. And that's a part of this like ancestral trauma that I feel like is unconventional because the conventional thing is to just keep passing it on because we don't have the time or the resources or the space to kind of change, make change at that time, you know? Mm -hmm. No, that's, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying because I'm going through like a similar like experience I'm a 10-year-old going on 30. <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 right. to, whether you like it or not, you replicate it. But two, the, um, you know, I was actually speaking to like a spiritual advisor and they were like, you know, she's stronger than you. And if she knows she's stronger than you because you mm. of yourself, you're not helping her. You're not helping her be the best version of herself when you're not around. Mm. So I mean that's a good unconventional tactic to kind of check in yourself. It's like go and speak to a spiritual spiritual person, mm-hmm. or and that could be church, it could be yeah, or someone yeah, that's like yeah, reading, yeah, whatever, yeah. Whatever. religious, but like just to get a different insight of what you unconventional mm-hmm. yeah. moms. I'm not a mom yet. Yeah, I have. I'll wait. No, 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 don't clap for that. I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I just definitely know uh, some things I probably most likely be an unconventional mom. Like, I don't, I'm already like planning my natural birth. Like, you know, just to like, just, I just want to be at peace when I bring a life in this world and not like everything else. So, yeah, I'm hoping I can stick to that plan. Obviously, your body things happen, but yeah, yeah. But but we all know that spirit likes a plan. So mm-hmm. keeping that in mind, and sometimes like spirit wants to know like how about it are you? Are you about it about it about this home birth? Or are you just so so about it? Right. You know, <laughs> it's like I I mean I guess I'm an unconventional doula where I don't press people, but I empower the shit out of people mm-hmm. because I do not tolerate the man in anyone's uterus because until they can push one out of there they don't really i don't give a a how many births you've overseen (laughs) you really don't know you know you can observe the signs but you don't know what it feels like so i guess as a doula i do try to encourage my mothers to breastfeed as much as possible and i empower you know, some unconventional, like, yeah, just do formula. And, you know, if you were a black mother, which I exclusively only do black or POC at the moment, you know, is no POC and black folks, y'all are lactose intolerant. 
I hate to tell you, but (laughs) it's not our thing, you know? So let's, and it's okay. I know it seems stressful, but we just need to drop into the moment and just like make, get a smoothie going, turn on some lights, have your incense going, make it a ritual of just like, and then latch, you know, you don't have to make it. So don't Google. That's not intuitive. That's not checking in. That's not an spiritual advisor. Yeah. You took you how to do a weave, how to like medicine, how to YouTube. You sure? You sure? Don't Google. Don't Google. Don't Google. I tell my clients, do not Google. Like, because they'll call me or text me like chains. Like, oh my God, is this happening? Is that happening? I'm like, what did you Google? And they were like, well, WebMD said I should call a doctor. You know, Mommy Potamus blogged about. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's taking it back to present day. A couple days ago, what they did was very unconventional. I think it's very safe to say that moving forward, my people, we need to be as unconventional as possible. We need to be as close to source. We need to be as grounded and do what we feel is best. Because if those hooligans could just run amok and do something unheard of, then we are allowed to heal and walk and make money and sing and dance and dress however that we want to. Yeah, that's our amen. And I'm saying that with my chest, okay? <laughs> and she from Compton, so right. I know I look like little Miss Daisy or whatever. <laughs> But your girl got hands, okay? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I feel like you have lived, like, so many different lives, like, being a city girl, you know? Yeah. Different lives, like you said, from just, like, every job that you could think of, and then doing the healing work and the doula work, and then also living on the farm, and then living in, up in the mountains. Like, you have lived so many lives, and I think the strength of being a city girl is mixed. It's because of that. Like, you mm-hmm. can be in different environments, go different places, and just be like, you just know? Just keep pushing yourself. Yeah. But Wait, I, go ahead. I was just saying, I like most of all that the real I feel is their holistic approach. Mm, right. Yeah, I love right. that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because if you have that, everything else falls into place. Right. So, right. You know, in our conversation today. So can you give us, like, before we let you go, top three holistic, Mia, a self-care things that we can do and our audience can do before they leave the house? A quick check. Meditate for at least seven minutes. Give yourself seven minutes. Set a timer if you need. I know the gurus would be like a timer that is, but if we're, we're a different type of being now in this day and age. Medit- allow yourself that moment of peace before you go into chaos. If we are broken inside, we cannot fight any battle. Two, showers are cleansing baths. Make every shower like a cleanse. If you need to make an herbal tea, if you found some rosemary walking on the street on your block, clip some of their rosemary and just make a little herbal bath. Like give yourself, if you're feeling like nervous energy, allowing, allowing yourself that peace and that cleanse. Um, and three, I would say prayer. Mm. Pray to whomever, whomever. I would say pray to yourself because once you pray to self, then 
spirit will reveal itself to whoever you need to pray for, pray to, or whatever you need to do. Allow yourself that goodness and that grace and that nourishment of words and peace. I think we just don't give ourselves peace anymore and we expect someone to give it to us and nobody's going to give it to us, especially if you're black. Mm. Just hold on to that. You know, like nobody's going to give you that peace. You have to give yourself grace and demand it with ferociousness mm. that this is my grace. Because this is how I feel rejuvenated. And then you'll, I feel like you'll, you'll then start the healing path. That's what ASEN is about. ASEN is using whole systems, whole ancestral systems to, to, to make the person feel whole again. So then they can learn how to heal themselves. I'm not, I, I can't tell you how to heal. You know you, I don't know you. I can just help you know you better, help you hear you. You know, I can look at your tongue and I can look at your diet and I can look at your, your bowels and see what herbs can help you flow better. But I, I can't tell you how to heal. And I, in this time of trending holistic spirituality, which is beautiful, I want people to know and remember that this is a whole system. You cannot capitalize. You cannot colonize this. You cannot put on this like spiritual hat and say that you cannot bless yourself as a deity. It just doesn't work that easy. Mm -hmm. I wish it did because shit, I would be like doused. I would be a gold statue by now, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know, <laughs> with like, or I would every time I walk, fucking herbs would just like grow from my ass, you know, <laughs> like it just doesn't work that way. So a sun is about going to the source. I grow all most of my herbs, and if not, I know the grower. I go on their farm. I harvest their herbs um, down to the beeswax, to the honey, to the olive oil. All everything comes from a whole system. You know, it's not over. And that's where the healing comes from, right? You can't get this like over colonized product and expect these herbs to work <laughs> like it doesn't work that way you so. are getting to me a service no it's all natural all from the herbs so can you tell yeah. everybody where they can find, find you, you girl yes <laughs> um so your girl is still getting acquainted with the internet okay <laughs> She said, "Y'all still dating? You know, we still dating. We're at the courting. We, you know. <laughs> um, so just my right now, just my handle, Samir Rosine, Instagram. Stay tuned. Um, know that this work is intentional. So I'm not going to be blowing up your feed. I'm not going to be trying to sell you all this stuff. And if it takes some time, it's because the work is intentional. But stay tuned, Samir Rosine." <laughs> So they can now, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, S-Y-N-M-I-A-R-O-S-I-N-E. Yes. Yes. Thank, thank you, Miss Rosie. Yes, thank I you. appreciate you. We have a motherhood episode. You have to come back because you're doing a natural motherhood work. And then you can probably see, uh, let people know a different perspective of natural birth, which I think a lot more women are doing now since of COVID. Like, you know, yes. so we would love to have you back. Yeah. Yeah. And among yeah. black women, like, black women are redefining their birthing experience. Yes. Yes. 
back on. Mm-hmm. It was amazing conversation from a city girl to another city girl. Yes. yes. Um, you know, out mm-hmm. here still hustling. <laughs> yes, every day, all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate y'all so much. Thank you for like having you. me. That was an amazing episode. Um, I think from a holistic approach to life, that being a real hustle, which I right. agree. Right. Because I think I, was what you learned from us to, you know, this whole entire collection, we've been hustling, we're great at what we do, we're determined, we're driven, but where I have to work on is just being whole. And I just, I can, I can, you know, be real enough to admit that. Right. And so that's the real hustle for me right now. Too. Yeah, that's seven so minute meditation. Yeah, meditating. changing the lifestyle. Yeah. Just taking that moment, and I think that's what's so important, just checking in with yourself first thing. And when, before you get on Instagram, before yeah. you get on Twitter, before you start looking at check your, your email. Right, because mm-hmm. it's such a, like, a mindset of hustle, hustle, hustle. Yep. Check in. Like, just it's simple. Like, that's the best thing you can do for yourself, you know. And, you know, Samia definitely gave you some good time. Even that thing about checking in in the shower. Like, yeah. be present, be moment in the shower. That yeah. actually works. Because yeah. I have eucalyptus in my shower. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just going in there, taking a moment to yourself, mm-hmm. and then bringing in different herbs. It works. Right. Now, everything else I still We're a work in progress. Yeah. We're a work in progress. But thanks again, guys, for tuning in to another episode of Speaker Box. And if you want to find us, speakerboxpodcast.com. Yes. And Speaker Box Pod on all other platforms. And thank you for tuning into this collection, right? Right, right. Because like we said, we have a collection, which is three episodes. This collection was City Girls. And really just, you know, born hustling and what the hustle is all about. Right. And we just had a great collection. First, we started off by introducing ourselves to City Girl. Uh-huh. Then we brought in our moms, our tribe. We always bring in our tribe with the second episode of every collection. And they define who we are as City Girls right. and what it was like raising us. And third, but not least, we have someone from the community and the culture. And we right. have Miss Rosine, who was fabulous and right. amazing and telling right. us about her hustle and her story right and so that concludes the city girls yes. collection so like yeah comment share tell the friends and subscribe do whatever you gotta do right. but tell your ex-boyfriend yes because i know you don't like him but he get a little gem get a little <laughs> sister tell <laughs> whomever the thing your neighbor whatever mm-hmm. i think this is just we are speak her box because we're unboxing layers of blackness okay. and we're talking about it from our perspective and the people that we interact with. And I think it's just something that, you know, yeah. y'all could enjoy. Right. And as always, if you're looking at us on YouTube, you will get to know all the fashions from our amazing stylists. Fashion, beauty, what it takes from behind the scenes, who we are, what we do to put this production together, who's working with us. So if you want the insight on that, maybe how to start a podcast, how to get looks together, how to, you know, if you are, we're out here representing for the dark-skinned women women out here right and so yeah just follow that Oscar all those reasons right 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 yeah. have a blessed day yeah peace, peace. Oh.